up everybody, it's your boy Flash from ALWT Gaming, aka Malachi36, and I know what you guys are thinking, where's Flash, where's that face, it's not here, no, it's just not here today, I wasn't even going to bother trying to fight with this setup right now, so you're going to have these two beautiful gentlemen out here hosting while I am in the background audio wise, just over, 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 like, like what's that guy from the Wizard of Oz, the, the voice, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know, no. you guys don't. You guys have you guys seen the Wizard of Oz? It's been yeah, so it's, long. Yeah, I've seen the Wizard of Oz, though. but you talking about the Wizard himself? Yeah, yeah. A little voiceover. You uh, talk about? Uh, I thought you talking about like a narrator, dude. No, yeah. <laughs> no he no. had like a big. You would have to make like a big head of yourself. Put no. a picture of your. Put a picture of your head right there. I, I I could do that actually. I probably could do that. It's too much time now. We'll think about that next time if I have this issue again. But but yes, yes. Um. Yeah. Kid Pay out. no attention to that man behind the screen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh, welcome to episode five, season three of our Altins Gaming. Uh, for I was about to say September. I'm way off. February twenty first, twenty twenty three. Uh, we're about to end February. Already out of the second uh a month of 2023 and i want to take on over to it's the nine ball corner pocket i love that background i know i said it before but i'm going to say it again the dope background how are you doing today good sir what is going on with you what is new uh, not too much been working a lot lately um besides that we beat grounded so we got that one done so you can actually you can actually beat it there's a campaign that you can complete yeah, yeah. it's got starting to Okay, that's that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I caught up with The Last of Us, and I'm currently watching Picard. So I'm in the first episode of that, but I'm also trying to finish up. Finally get back to a game I've been playing with for a while, which is Control. I'm going to go ahead and try to get that one done. And get my Steam Deck open, because I'm going to start throwing more games on there. Oh, yeah, also been playing Roblox. Um, we're trying to beat... Uh, what is that? Doors? Doors. On Roblox with the kids. Heard that? Heard that? Yeah, my niece. Did that. We've been playing it for a while. Doors and... Uh, Doors, Paranonica, and Uno. Oh, better get... Better get, get them in that Uno. Show show them the eye of the tiger there, Nine Ball. You gotta teach have them. You played, have you played Roblox Uno? Not though I played Roblox the one time, didn't care for it, but it was a great time with the the little one. Not not Roblox, my little one, but my boss's little one. <laughs> Roblox Uno is it's fun, but it's crazy. It's all kind of like different rules. You can hide your hand to where they can't see how many cards you got left. You can trade hands with your opponent. There's like a card to where you would everybody cans their deck hands their cards over to the person to the left. There, there's you can dispute like, like a draw four. You know the wild draw four. Yeah, you can dispute it. <laughs> so, if you dispute it and they have that color in their hand, they draw the four. If you're wrong, you draw six. Do uh oh that sucks. Yeah, that, but that's killed in the chat. If it ain't them beautiful pipes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, how's it going, man? Hey. Long time no see, my guy. Long time no see. But yeah, no, yeah, that sounds very interesting. I mean, that one actually sounds like a, an a yeah. Uno. I, I'd give it a shot, see see what it's like. Yeah, it's fun if you can get the people. Like most of the time, like I said, I play with the kids. 
some Roblox games, like like I've I played some that absolutely sucked on Roblox, but some aren't as bad as I thought. Heard that. So it depends really on the game you enter into on Roblox. Heard that. That's what's up. Uh, Eskild inside the chat says, "Doing good. Just turned 18. Living my life with school and work and just busy life. How are you, lads? That's great, man. First and foremost, turn up. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Happy bur- uh, belated yeah, birthday. birthday. I'm, assume, I'm assuming. Uh, I'm not sure what the drinking age is, and because you're in uh, what uh." Denmark, right? Uh, I believe he's in Denmark, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, but congratulations, and if you if it's drinking age, by all, by all means, go out and celebrate. Um, yeah, and enjoy your youth, man, because it, it gets it gets rough. <laughs> it gets rough out there. Um, but yeah, no, we're doing pretty good. Just talking video games. Um, uh, he also says, also, what's your most played game this month, and why? Uh, so that's actually a very, very interesting question there. Ooh. So I, I do want to take on over to, yeah, say that question that Esco just asked. I want to ask you that, Nine Ball, since we just got done kind of doing your little intro there. What uh, what games have you been playing the most and why? Like I said earlier, we've been playing a lot of Grounded, which had a blast on it. We've been playing actually a lot of Grounded Doors, because like I said, we got we got to reach that 100th door. We get, we got to like ninety was like the closest we got, and it gets really hard. And control, okay. Because I still I still got to come back. Like I, there's some games I'm going to come back and revisit. Like I seen Smite has got a new season and a new champions coming out. Eventually, I'm gonna come back to Smite, uh, Smite, Elder Scrolls, and I can't remember the other one, but it's quite a few. But those are the main ones I play. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, Mildew and Carrot, how about you, man? What's been going on with you? What's been new? And then to the question of Eskild, what's your most played game this month and why? Uh, doing okay. You know, can't really, you know, say much. Just living life, trying trying to live life as best as I can, you know, and not let it get me down too much, you know. So, but um, other than that... Um, Games I've been playing, you know, as Dying Ball said, beat grounded with um him and um um Gravity and Hey It's Abs, and then games I've been playing mainly have been Hogwarts Legacy and Wild Heart. And it is a hard choice to choose between both of them, but I'm probably gonna have to say just in terms of content right now would be um Hogwarts Legacy, but uh, Wild Hearts is definitely like nipping at its tails, at least in my opinion. I forgot I was supposed to buy that eventually, and I keep forgetting to do that. <clears throat> I, be- I believe you can still try out the trial up until you get to the main city before, like before you buy it if you wanted to. All right, I got two days off coming up. I'll probably check it out then. There you go. That's what's up. Um. Yeah, as for me, like I actually have not been playing a lot of games this month at all. I felt I feel like out of all the games that I played recently, the most I've actually put the most work into, which is not a lot, is the um, is the uh, the freaking uh, wild uh, wild hearts uh, little trial beta. 
Like, I literally haven't been playing that much games at all. Like, I think I played maybe one day. I got to experience Madden with my buddies. Like, I actually did the multiplayer feature on that. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun. And I'm pretty sure that that, that, that was this month. But uh, And then, of course, FIFA. So there, so that's always been in the mix, too, as well. But even for those games that I've been playing that hasn't even been, like, a story-driven game or a competitive-based game, i just been way too busy that I haven't really been playing that many games lately. So, um... So, yeah, so obviously I definitely want to get back to it, especially with today, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on, with uh, Legend of Dragoon being available on the PlayStation Plus Premium. I I want to make some time for that for sure. Um, as Gil say, may I just say I love your freaking beard, Mr. Carrot. There you go, man. Yes. yes. Thank you. Any new games you guys are looking that's coming soon? The one game that I'm looking out for that's coming really soon, there's, there's quite a few of them, actually. Um, I still want to uh, pick up Forspoken, even though I know that I didn't get the greatest reviews. I still want to pick up Forspoken and try that out for myself. Um, but the biggest one that I can say right now that I'm looking forward to is Final Fantasy 16. Cannot wait for that game to drop. Cannot wait to actually play through it and experience it and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I, it just it just really just comes down to the time of me making time for the games because um, because I'm I'm going to be super busy this year <laughs> like almost this entire year i mean i got jamaica to go to i got freaking uh bahamas to go to i uh getting things situated for uh just a lot of out-of-state stuff actually that's going to be happening um, you know what could help you with that what a raise energy a steam deck a steam deck and a raise energy so on that one <laughs> oh, raise man. energy you guys can get your raise uh, raise, raise energy <laughs> drinks from sports reppsports.com if you type in ALW <laughs> gaming at check out get 15% off your beverages and enjoy life to the fullest raise the roof raise your hopes raise your dreams um and in new, oh yeah so for you guys real quick before we actually dump, jump inside the story proper is there any games that's coming out that you guys are looking forward to it's quite a bit. Yeah, because yeah, it's uh, kind of hard to say right now. Yeah, so I, I mean, just kind of throwing a, a couple out there: Final Fantasy Sixteen, Street Fighter Six. Um, we have Horizon Call of the Mountain, Stellar Blade, Eater Knights. You got uh, uh, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Um, you got Sinuous Saga, Hellblade Two, Starfield, uh, uh, Starfield. Yep, Spider Man uh, Two. Wild, Wild Hearts already dropped. So so the Hogwarts Legacy. Um, Dead Space remake that already, That's already out. As well, yeah, that dropped as well. Um, System Shock, I'm sort of interested in. I want to see how they redo that one. It's a game I've been wanting to play for a while, but it's like super old. System Shock and System Shock too. Heard that. What about you, then, Mel Dewey? System Shock definitely <laughs> sounds interesting. Um, other than that, besides like you know Hogwarts Legacy and Wild Hearts, right now I really didn't have too much on my list currently that I'm waiting for. So, I'm going to have to go back and reread through. Plus, you know, with buying those two, I'm kind of like um, you know, um, what am I trying to say here? Kind of, kind of a little bit tight on funds, <laughs> you know, just from expenditures. I've actually run into some issues with some AC units um, oh, that I've man. got here that it, you know, saw the electric bill climb and climb, and I was like, what the heck? Got the people, and I'm like, oh, your cooling and heating were running at the same time. What? That's weird. Yeah. So, it, it turned into this whole thing, and it was just, yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Of course, so Starfield. Oh, sorry. I was just like, you know, I'm done. <laughs> like, so it's like, I just, yeah. I gotta, I gotta wait, you know, I gotta wait. 
Um, so yeah. Alright. What about you there, uh Flash? I mean like Starfield, like I'm interested in Starfield also, but you know. <laughs> I'm 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 interested to try it since it'll be on Game Pass. So I'm interested to try it. Same thing for Redfall. I'm interested to try it, especially if I could get it with a group of people. I'll be excited. I, I definitely will be excited to try it out and see what it's like. Um, but my primary game again, as I mentioned before, is Final Fantasy 16. Um, I do want to see if Eater Knights drops this year because I think that's one that's actually cool. Another one that I actually am very excited for, uh, again, assuming we can all get it together, is Remnant from the Ashes 2. I want to play that. Is that coming out? Uh, let's see if it has a... Because I think it has a release... Or no, it's, it's still says 2020. Yeah, 2023. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so there's that. And then it's not until next year, but obviously Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, which is Rebirth. Uh, I, I mean, I know it's slated for this year, but we know it's not going to be this year. It's uh, going to be this year. Dragon Age Dreadwolf is also another one that I'm very excited for, for whenever that actually gets announced, um, which hopefully will be this year. Uh, like, a, like a Dragon Ishin, and there's another one that was a samurai game, which... Is it Wolong Fallen Fallen Dynasty? It might be that yeah, one. Yeah, it's sort of like they said it's like sort of souls like on Wulong. Maybe that that's Final, not that's Final, not the one I'm Final thinking Day. of then. Because there's a there's another one that, there's a couple of them, and that that was one of them that I looked at. I was like, I right, that looks a little interesting. But another I think it was called Ronin. I think it actually was called Ronin. Uh it said Ishin like a Ronin? Or something like that. No, well well, like a dragon Ishin is one game. Yeah, like a dragon Ishin. But yeah, but, yeah. but there's another one I think it's straight up called Ronin. And um, and that's and I believe that's supposed to come out this year too. It was they showed out a PlayStation State of Play, um, which was definitely pretty. Uh, it looked really cool, and I'm I'm definitely wanted to get experience those styles of games because I like ancient Japan, um, China. Like I do like those style of games to where it's just not always. I'm they're not driven. Wild Hearts right now. Then I like I like Wild Hearts. I do like my hearts. I, I just funds wise, I'm I'm tapped out at the moment with with You're all in the same boat as me. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, cause uh, a side note for anyone that that ha- does not know, which you guys probably don't know, I actually have uh, a renting business with with Airbnbs um, that had literally launched this week. Look at this guy. He's just overachieving <laughs> in life. He's making us look bad, Nineball. <laughs> so, and I'm okay with it because I get more sleep than he does. <laughs> you, you, you're not wrong. You get a lot more sleep, sleep than I do. So, yeah, doing that, man, you, uh, uh, taking care of Malachi, going down to Dayton for my dance classes, doing other dance classes, all that stuff. So, yeah, so it's definitely... He's dancer, but he's taking ladies. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a grind. But, yeah, but uh, so with that being said, a lot of my funds were, like, straight out the window. But now that... My two units are done. Now I can actually start focusing on recouping those funds and then being able to get into it. I think Wild Hearts is on Game Pass. I think. I can look right now. Give me a second. If it is, then that's that's a game changer for me because then I can just save some money on that. And I think it's I think it's crossplay too. I do have to amend one of my statements. So besides the um the one that we nine ball and I just talked about, and I have just forgotten what we talked about the game. Um, um, the other ones I'm waiting for is Void Train. Um, actually, they oh, just had a demo that. on Next Fest, and Malachi, I need you to check this out. It was actually fun. Um, now the demo is a bit slow at the beginning; it kind of picks up a little bit, but. If you watch the trailers and all, with the stuff that got planned for coming to the future and all, with everything, especially at the end of the teaser of the demo, there's a lot coming forward, and it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to play, especially with friends and all. 
Like it's gonna, it's like raft but upgraded, in my opinion. Like it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fantastic. I feel so that one I'm definitely waiting for, and then also Nightingale. I completely forgot. I about remember. Nightingale. I remember. Yeah, yeah. So that one I cannot wait to play either. Yeah. So, um, and then the final one is, and this one's actually a unique one, and it's actually different from those two. Like this one's called Terra Nil. It's kind of like a puzzle strategy. Uh, terraforming game so pretty much like you're given like a cube of like you know rendering area of like a wasteland and your goal is to use mechanics you've got to try and like cleanse it and revitalize it and you have to get enough points to be able to get to the next stage items to then get to the final stage items and all so it's all like a point-based system so it's a it's really fun i played the demo of it and i was actually really enjoying it so i can't wait for that one to come out and really um see what they've got going forward in it and because you guys kind of know me like i love planet crafter i can't wait for occupy mars like these games just about like revitalizing and using like survival inside of nature and all has always just appealed to me a lot so i can't wait that's what's up in fact let's keep this train going on over to uh additional games that we have on our list that we think is going to do well we are in this thing called a fantasy gaming league which is very similar to fantasy football and it literally works in almost the same way um, well, not exactly. It's actually quite different, but there's a couple things that are some similarities on that. Um, instead of being against one person throughout the week in your league, uh, you are against everybody throughout the year. Um, and then it's on a 100-point scale with 70 points being the threshold. Anything above 70 points that scores on Metacritic gains you points. Anything below loses you points. And then, of course, we have these things called counterpicks where you can pick a game that's on another person's list to try to trip them up a little bit. If you believe it's going to come out and do poorly, if it does come out and do poorly, they lose the points, but you gain those points. If it comes out and does great, the, the opposite effect happens to where you lose the points, but they still gain, gain the points like normal. But there's a little twist in there to if the game does not release in this calendar year, then they that's a blank spot for them, and they will not be able to fill that void because you had ruined their plans. On here, we have Zaka Corp, a.k.a. It's a Nine Ball, who has nine of his ten games selected, and he has... Yeah, for now, he has Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom pending. Wolong, all these are pending. Wolong Fallen, Fallen Dynasty, Redfall, The Wolf Among Us 2, The Plucky Squire, Senua's Saga Hellblade 2, Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2, System Shock, Tekken 8, and he has an open spot with the counterpick of Sons of the Forest. AO Liberty Gaming, aka yours truly. Uh, all my games are pending except for Horizon Call of the Mountain, which still technically is pending, but it's pending at an 81. Um, I have Final Fantasy 16, Street Fighter 6, Hades 2, Forza Motorsport, Xbox Series X version, Horizon Call of the Mountain, pending at an 81. Uh, Oxenfree uh, 2, Lost Signals, Eater Knights, Stellar Blade, Power World, Remnant 2. Curse you. <laughs> and I have a counterpick of Black Myth Wukong. Illus B Live, aka Illus not coming out. Yeah, that's confirmed not coming out. Exactly. Yeah, good catch. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, he has two games. One game is pending at an 86 for Octopath Traveler 2. And then has a game that did come out, like in Dragon Ishin, which got him 11 points. The rest are pending at Resident Evil 4 Remake, Hollow Knight Silk Song, Sea of Stars. And he has five open spots with the counterpick of Wolf Among Us 2. He He's- got me on that Octopath. I knew Octopath was coming out. I didn't think nobody else was going to think about it. Well, he, he that's the thing. He didn't think about it. He auto-picked. He auto-drafted. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Um, Titan Bringo Punch, a.k.a. Silent, um, he has 28 points. Two of his games came out recently, and that was Fire Emblem Engage, which got him 11 points, and Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line, which got him 17 points. The rest are pending. He has Liza P, Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Pikmin 4, yeah. uh, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Metro Prime 4, Dragon Age Dreadwolf, and has two open spots with a counter pick of Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and The Lost Demon. Like I said, he's sitting at 28 points. Which is holding first place right now. That actually put him in first place. He wasn't at first place before. Um, That's about to change here shortly. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then we got Carrot Patch Inc., uh, who was our first year's winner. <laughs> Excuse me. I took second last year, I think. Or yeah, was it third? you did. You took second last year, yeah. You're about to take first. Yeah. Uh, we have. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, you're going to be taking the lead again here in a second. He has three, uh, two games that's dropped. One game is pending at 82. Um, he has Wild Hearts that got 10 points, 80 out of uh, 100, and then he has Hogwarts Legacy that got him 14 points, which is 84 out of 100. The rest are pending at Marvel's Spider-Man 2, uh, Sons of the Forest, Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, Minecraft Legends, Terra Nil. He has two open spots. He has a counter pick of One Piece Odyssey, which did come out and did actually pretty decent, which got him a uh, negative five points. But he's sitting at 19 points currently right now in third place. I'll take and, it. I'll take well, it. Uh, One Piece Odyssey was a. It was kind of like I was going to actually pick that one because it was a surprise. But I, the fact that it's doing good, I'm very happy. I'm very happy because I've done a lot of One Piece games that just... <laughs> yeah, anime games sometimes just... When they do bad, they just implode. Mm. In <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, second place right now is Dr. Q, a.k.a. Shaolin Keys, a.k.a. Dr. Keys, who has one game right now that dropped for uh, uh, 19 points, which is an 89 on Metacritic, which is Dead Space Remake. He, nice. currently, he currently has other games that are pending right now. It's Suicide Squad Kills Justice League, Alan Wake 2, Dead Island 2, Bayonetta's Origins, Cereza, and The Lost Demon. He has five open spots still. He has a counterpick of Forspoken, which did come out and did not do as hot as you would like it. And got him three points. He got a 67 um, on Metacritic. So, like I that said, was he's actually a- pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to get that low either. So, I'm very... I, st- I still want to pick it up because it looks like a game that still would speak to me, but... I'm gonna pick it up. I'm probably gonna pick it up. Oh, sorry. No, you could, you could. yeah, yeah. That, um, that, that might be the thing for me too. I might be waiting for a sale too as well. So we'll see. And one more thing, I should have known before spoken out and paid no attention to. A lot of people was worried when I was watching like some of the older ones, like Colton them, Colton Mushroom them. They was worried because of the specs when they released the PC specs. They was beefy specs for for spoken, which didn't make sense. And that's generally a sign that it's not optimized right. Interesting. Mm. Um, but what may be optimized right is who is currently in last place right now, Graviton, aka <laughs> Gravity Mark Two. He's who not has <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is pending. Forspoken, which was on his list, that was counterpicked, and that got negative three. Atomic Heart, which has got 73, so that was three points abo- uh, above the 70 points. Um, so that evened him out a little bit. Um, Black Myth Wukong, which got zero points, because that's not coming out this year. Skull and Bones, 
which is also kind of counterpicked and petting for this year. And he has five open spots. He has a counterpick of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, currently, yeah, <laughs> yeah, currently right now he's pending at one point in last place. Well, technically me and Nineball are last place because we don't have any points yet. But Oh, my God. Uh, but none of our games hit just yet. So, And then uh, our former... Jedi Survivor has got to do good for him. Yeah, it has to be. It has to. It has to be like his his next couple has to be like nineties if he's gonna have a chance of winning this thing. Uh, Moga Mikkelhau Great Again, which is our last year's winner, has uh, five games right now as well. He only has one that can drop this year, which was uh, One Piece Odyssey, which got him five points. The rest that are pending is Diablo Four or yeah Diablo Four, Starfield, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Soccer Two, Heart of Chernobyl, uh, and then he has five open spots with a counter pick of Skull and Bones. So that is your current list right now of uh, participants, if you will. Uh, and like I said, in the actual place right now, first place is Illuna. That's not that. Oh, okay. That's the projection. Here we go. First place is Silent with 28.46 points. Second place is Dr. Q uh, with 21.45 points. Mildewy Carrots in third place with 19.02 points. Uh, fourth place is Elizabeth B. Live, which is 11.3 points. Fifth place is Ohio. Uh, I know that... It, we just said five points. It's really four point six four six four points. Five um, points. But yeah, it rounds yeah, it rounds up. It rounds like gravity mark. Yeah, zero point fifty eight, which is don't do that to one gravity. point. I get one. And then <laughs> ALWT Gaming and It's the Nine Ball currently tied for for uh, seventh place. So. And before we jump into this, a little bit of, uh, you guys probably already knew about this already, especially if you guys had checked your Twitch since February 16th. But I want to, it's worth pointing out that TwitchCon 2023, the hype intensifies, is going to be happening uh, in two different locations, it looks like, this year. So after such a long time apart, it's amazing to see Twitch community in real life in both Amsterdam and San Diego in 2022. And now we look forward to connecting with uh, and celebrating streamers and their communities in the new year. We are very pleased to announce that we will be moving TwitchCon to two new exciting cities in 2023. For the first time ever, France will be hosting TwitchCon Paris at Paris Expo Borte de Versailles on uh, July 8th through the 9th, 2023. And then our North America uh, show will make its debut in Las Vegas, Nevada <coughs> in, uh, at the Las Vegas Convention Center on the 20th through the 22nd of October, 2023. So there you go. So anyone that's looking and trying to go to TwitchCon, those are some dates to look out for, uh, and and hopefully we can get some good good gaming out there, good vibes, good connections, good part, uh, all that good stuff, all that good stuff. Now to the story proper. Here we go. Story number one: Pokemon presents. Darren Bonthus from GameSpot says this in the article. The Pokemon Company has confirmed that a new Pokemon Direct is on the way and will air on February 27th at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time. I'm stopping the story there for a second just to confirm we are not going to be live reacting to that. Way too early. Um, resuming with the story, scheduled to run for 20 minutes, the live stream will be broadcast through the official Pokemon channel on YouTube. Beyond that, the Pokemon Company didn't share any other details. This live stream comes shortly after the previous Nintendo Direct and the third consecutive Pokemon Presents special to be broadcast in February. These uh, these episodes usually contain 
updates on not only the latest entries of the mainline series of games, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in this case, but usually also dive into other Pokemon projects that are in development. August 2022's Pokemon Presents have plenty of new details on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, while earlier uh, episodes confirmed the existence of spinoffs such as New Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Unite. February 27th also happens to be Pokemon Day, and the last we in uh, the last week we saw rumors of a new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game surface, wh- uh, which is reportedly being held, handled by Spike Chunsoft once uh, Chunsoft once again. End quote. End story. Does this story about a new Pokemon game or uh, 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 Pokemon Presents does this excite any one of you guys? No, I want Pokemon World. Like, I need the full Pokemon giant world. Like, all the regions together, one massive game is what I need. So until they announce that, I... Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like they just are making another Pokemon dungeon or mystery group uh, game thing. (laughs) So do you you not think that we're going to get something like that at this Pokemon Presents, where we could get a Pokemon World-style game? I don't ever think we will. They they are so weird with that one that I just I don't feel like it's ever going to come out. Gotcha. Nine ball, you have any commentary on that? No, no, I don't really know much about. Like I said, I'm not really huge Pokemon fan. Gotcha. I was about to say also doesn't help that you don't have a Switch either. So that so you're limited on the hey, games. Just that... tell everybody why don't you? <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, you'd, you'd be limited on the on the amount of Pokemon access that you would have. So I I understand that. Nine Ball doesn't. Wow, he just he just belittled my comment. Did you hear that? No. Oh, yeah. you ain't got nothing. You ain't got no Switch anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, like oh, what am I doing mentioning you? You don't matter. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Story uh, number two. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, as far as the Pokemon thing, like, yeah, no. I, I mean, we'll probably talk about it if there's anything interesting that shows up out of that showcase. We'll probably talk about the following day because that's 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 27th. That's Monday morning. That's super early Monday morning for us. So, um, which means that that's kind of coming fresh on the heels that uh, of, a, of our next Alt Things Gaming. So, in the event we there's something there that's, that's great that comes up this, we'll probably cover it next Tuesday. So, stay tuned for that. But, uh, for me, I would... The only thing I'm kind of in the same world as you there, Mildewy. Like I want a Pokemon World. I I still want them to go back to Gen One because I want to see those Pokemon Yellow, Blue, Red. I want to see those brought into like remastered, re not remastered, like actually remake them. Like I want them to remake them to like the Switch now. I would like to see something like that and or. I would like to see like a style of MMORPG Pokemon where I'm able just to go on out there. There could be a campaign involved. There could be dungeons that we could go through together, all that good stuff. I would love to have something along the lines like that um, to where uh, it's a little bit more immersive with my with my buddies. So I think that would be really cool. Story number two is a two-parter. We have PlayStation Nation once again. Say to play. Is incoming. Uh, Darren Bonthus from GameSpot says this in the article. Sony has announced a new state of play live stream, which will be broadcast on February 23rd, starting at 1 p.m. Pacific time and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard time. Stopping this story real fast. That one, again, we probably won't be able to live react to it because of the time that it's at. So that will be the unfortunate one, but 
We'll probably talk about that again if some good stuff comes out of it. Um, this back to the story. This new edition of PlayStation Show will show will run for 15 minutes and will reveal five PSVR 2 games set to arrive later this year in upcoming titles from third party partners. Uh, the main event for the uh, first state of play in 2023 will be a new look at Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Sony says that new gameplay details and updates are on Rocksteady developed games will be shown off, uh, providing an in-depth look uh, at what fans can expect from the title. The game hasn't received a concrete release date yet after it was delayed from 2022 to spring of 2023 due to Rocksteady requiring more time to polish the experience. And this is a quote from them. We made the difficult decision to delay Suicide Squad Kill Justice League to spring 2023, former Rocksteady director and co-founder Sefton Hill said at the time. Quote, I know a delay is frustrating, but that time is going to make uh, is going into making the best game we can. I look forward to bringing the uh, the chaos to Metropolis together. End quote. End story. So, even for the state of play, this state of play that's happening this Thursday is giving me the same energy that Microsoft had at the early port of this uh, month, or end of end of January, beginning of, of whatever. I think of these three. Now again, I'm prematurely speaking. But I think of these three, the the probably the, the one that's probably going to have the most impact so far is the Nintendo Direct, because Microsoft's thing like it showed a couple things here and there, and, and like some of it was interesting, but it wasn't an Xbox showcase. This right now, what we're getting, it's going to show a couple things here and there, and maybe we'll get some like, oh, that's kind of cool for PlayStation VR too. I know you guys are not sold on the virtual reality idea right now, so it's probably not going to be anything for you guys. It's just one of those things where it's just like, all right, that's not PlayStation Showcase. So I think that right now, the best that we're getting for the first quarter of this year is going to be the Nintendo Direct that recently happened. So, um, for me, I'm gonna say Xboxes. Yeah, Xbox at this point, and everybody keeps talking about it. I was just watching. I think what was it IGN? Xbox. They were talking about new IPs for Xbox, and they said it's big this year that they finally do something. They've been acknowledging the problem, but they have never spoke about it. Like they said, for example, one game that has to do well is Starfield, because everybody was talking about the last. What was the last IP original to Xbox? Like just exclusively? Yeah, I mean, most people was like, "Oh, Gears of War." But you got to think about when did Gears of War come out? Yeah, that came out long 360. <laughs> that came out via Xbox 360. That was probably like one of their last new IPs. Yeah, and they've been talking about it for years. And the last console generation, this was their biggest flaw. The pricing was nice, and having you know Game Pass was really good, but they don't have games to call their own. And that's going to be something huge for them. So I feel like that more of the pressure's on them than anybody, which I feel like their state of play, which is why they focused mm-hmm. in on those games. As for the PlayStation, I might be able to, but I'm not going to say yeah or nay yet because I need to see what's going on at work. Because okay. I might be off Thursday. Yeah. Oh yeah. If we get one, per- if we get even one person to cover it, that'll definitely be what's up. But if if not, obviously we can just talk about it on our next All Things Gaming. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things where, like, the games that the it's, – it's one of those ones where it's not truly a state of play. Like, yes, it's a straight state of play, but you're not really giving us new announcements. You're just highlighting a particular game with a couple announcements there. That's that's what that's what this is going to be. So I don't see this setting the world on fire like a show like a PlayStation Showcase can and usually does. It's it's just going to be one of those like oh here's here's an in depth look here's ten minutes of uh friggin uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Okay, so this one may be bigger too because I didn't think about something until I looked at the second story that's connected to this one. Yeah, which, yes. Which, uh, if you guys are ready, we can actually, I can start going. Let's go second. into the second story and I'll talk about that. Dive, dive, dive. <laughs> I don't All know right. where we're diving to, but dive, damn it. So, so second story is PSVR 2 getting beefy. That's what I label it as. Now, take that with a grain of salt, what you want that to mean. Rory Young from Game Rant says this in the article. PlayStation has announced 10 more virtual reality games that will be released on the PlayStation VR's 2 launch window in 2023 bringing it current bringing its current launch uh window lineup to over 40 games the PlayStation vr2 is just a day away from the official launch from officially launching for ps5 a marked leap uh, forward compared to its playstation ps our uh, playstation 4 predecessor yet as console fans understand as uh, well a platform is defined by the game uh, by its games library Ten more games should be uh, should make PlayStation VR two look all the better. The t- uh, the ten newly announced launch window games for PlayStation VR two capture that idea, offering a, a diverse selection of titles that should have something to appeal to all virtual reality enthusiasts. The games uh, the ten games include uh, these are these are the games. Another Fisherman's Tale, Gorn, Knock, Bow and Arrow, uh, Soccer, uh, Hell Sweeper VR, Ragnarok. Uh, Runner, Star Tenders, Intergalactic Bartending, <laughs> Sushi Ben, Swordsman VR, and Unplug Air Guitar. That brings a PSVR 2's launch window up to over 40 titles. So I had to see, by name, none of these sound like anything that I would get into besides Swordsman VR. But I have to see the gameplay of all of them, because I... Maybe a, uh, another fisherman's tale. I think that would kind of be cool to do fishing in VR. That might be interesting. I that, challenge you to a fish off. I don't think you want to see me in that fish off. I'm gonna cut myself a whale while you catch yourself a bass. Um, <laughs> don't ask me out. Don't ask me out. Um, he says a whale, but I think he's gonna reel up a pail, you know, and just you know cry I because nothing was fish. in it. <laughs> nah, man, nah. No, you but- catch the goldest goldfish story you just beat us all. Like we could have like trout in line be like goldfish game. <laughs> game set and match people. I'm I'm very curious though, like I haven't played a fishing fishing game in a very, very, very long time. A virtual like a, a video game. So like so with that, like I think the last time I played a fishing video game was like at the skating rink. Like on those arcade machines, I, I think that was the last time I played a fisherman video game. I'm dead serious. Oh, just that makes me one feel so old because I know what you're talking about, and yeah. two, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, but yeah, but just like, looking at those ten games, like again, that runner that might be interesting too as well, especially if it's going to be like a uh, tempo run, where you're like you're running and you have to jump over obstacles and stuff like that. That might be interesting too as well. But ultimately, the only game that is really intriguing me on this list is Swordsman VR. So I have to see what the, what those games are going to look like in the future um, when they show gameplay of those. 
Um, this is where the first two actually come together at. The state of play is going to be heavily focused around the VR. One of the biggest problems with the VR is the price. Well, uh, let me stop you. Well, first of all, I agree with you. That price is astronomically high. My question to you, though, was do you think that really is going to be heavily focused on the VR when they got Suicide? It sounds like they're going to be more focused on Suicide Squad and Kills Justice League versus that's VR. Not, that's not really coming out to next year. No, Suicide Squad Kills Justice League is coming out this year. It I was, thought it was delayed. It was, it was delayed. Next in, year. It was delayed until the spring of this year. So last year it was delayed because we were in twenty twenty two last year. It's being delayed yeah. into the spring of twenty twenty three. It was. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. In fact, you know, let me see here. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is okay. So yeah, so so that that's why I'm thinking that I don't think it's going to be. I think they're going to have like a couple. <laughs> P- like I think they said five. I think there's gonna be five v- uh, PSVR titles that they're gonna show, and then the rest is gonna be Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I feel like they're gonna end on that one, but I feel like they're gonna focus on the PlayStation VR. The problem with the VR is that, it to me, and I think a lot of people, it just isn't catching them, and it has to somehow differentiate itself from the other people that's already out. Mm. I mean, for PC, like PC fans, the price of VR is not actually that high. Because you got the Oculus. Yeah, Oculus. You've got um, what? uh, MetaQuest. Five. Quest. You. Yeah, Quest. You've got Steam's Valve's um, something, which is ridiculously expensive. But um, the biggest thing is. For console gamers, they go, they want it to where people will want to buy it. And the thing about it is, they haven't really shown a strong enough lineup of games that makes the person go, "Oh man, let me go pick this up today." I mean, yeah, Horizon looks interesting, but do I really want to pick up a what five? How much uh, is the PlayStation Five? Yeah, it's, it's five hundred fifty. You're essentially spending another, paying money for another PlayStation Five. Yeah, essentially like eleven hundred for a just to play, you know, Horizon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Call of the Mountain. Yeah. No, so I feel like they're going to spend a lot of that time mainly on those, and probably close out with the Suicide Squad. At least I feel like that's what they should do. Now, what they actually do is on them. Yeah, I, I think I think I, I agree with you as far as like Suicide Squad is going to end it. I don't think that they're primarily going to show off the VR though. I think they're going to show a couple tidbits of the VR and then show primarily Suicide Squad because it's just like to try to get people into that. And then maybe if there's another state of play after that, or even a PlayStation showcase, then they'll start showing off more of the games that's happening out there because. I don't know if you guys saw any of the reviews for the PSVR 2, but they've they've been... A lot of them are actually very positive. The biggest problem that a lot of people have is the price, which is what I have a problem with, too, as well. It's ridiculously expensive. Um, Well, go ahead. to that point, though, like, that's actually for... Considering of this technology, it's it's actually... I feel like it's cheap comparative to what they probably could try and get away with charging because it is... even though it's been even though the concept's been out for a good while you don't have too many 
brands coming up and going against it. And to be honest, I'm actually looking at some of these like VRs just to kind of get an idea of pricing. Yeah. Like it, it's very weird with some of them. Like I'm seeing stuff as low as 130, which I'm like, I am very, very doubtful on what the heck that is. Yeah. To yeah. up to like anywhere of like you know. Like I saw one was like you know eight hundred. I'm like, all right, get out of here, scalper. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's definitely up around like four or five hundred, depending upon which version you're getting. Or which one? Well, it depends on what it is. Like, and it also depends upon if you're getting a bundle set or something, or, or like the elite set or something like you're that. Talking like, about the PlayStation VR. Or... No, I'm like, I was looking at PC based. You know, because oh, PC no, they... is where is you're going to get a lot of the VRs currently because. Steam has got a lot of VR categories on it um, that people could take advantage of. PlayStation doesn't have too, too much, I feel like. And so they've definitely got to get more titles. And there are Steam games out there that they could probably, you know, speak to developers and try and maybe get a port over for. Um, But... Oh, here it is. The Valve Index VR kit. $1,000. Yeah, that, I've seen some like up there around there. Like I've got like there's this uh, Ava Direct Portable VR Travel Kit, but it like also comes with like a hard case and all. Like this thing's like you know three grand, but it's like it's got a lot of stuff in it. Um, like so, but it just I like I am not in it one because obviously agree with nine ball pricing. Like especially like on PlayStation, like it makes no sense to spend four hundred additional dollars on top of the five hundred to spend nine hundred to try and play maybe one or two games, you know, especially games that don't interest me. A lot of the games, though, they have out are like, you know, like you said, VR Fisherman, which that might be fun, you know, but I also would like games that really truly bring out the VR. And like, and I feel like, you know, just all the stories that we've grown up with of virtual reality stuff and all, and games that have like referenced virtual reality and things and all have just kind of like over excited people to what virtual reality could be. And this these headsets kind of really don't give you that yet. So I feel like there's also that little bit of disconnect between some generation. I'm not saying it's the grand thing. It's like that's like you know there it is, folks. That's the reason why. No, not at all. I'm just saying there's a lot of aspects, and that feels to me, at least to me especially, is one of them. Because like I want to be Ready Player One. I want that rig. I want to be able to run on like this rotating treadmill VR set to where it's like I am fully involved in the game, like. You know, I want to be like I'm DDR dancing on there while playing Halo. You know, that's that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. This like... though is this though is more like you stand in the center and like you can use your arms to kind of move around and you twist and turn around and that is it. Like mm-hmm. you're like maybe you can duck and dodge for some stuff, but like you are in, stuck in a box. You know, I know people are like well with the Ready Player One rig you're stuck in a box. I'm like, but you are capable of using your legs and moving. You know, you are physically involved in the virtual reality. You are fully immersing yourself into it. These ones, they give you a base point of immersion, but it's not the full immersion. And especially, one thing that bugs me, especially when I first saw it with the VR, I was like, no, is, like, seriously, guys, how hard is it for you to fully render the arm going past the screen to where it looks like my arm is fully going out and back in? Like what's with this floating hand crap? Are we mis- are we the Mr. Hand from Smash Brothers, you know, just like, you know, just the glove hand like, come on, let's go, let's go, you know? Like what what is that? Like seriously. <laughs> the, uh, yes, oh. I don't know if I I don't know if I can 
contest to that because I mean I've I've always thought that too. I always thought that that particular sense of VR was kind of weird when you when I put my hand out and it's just literally just the hand. It looks like a glove versus my actual hand being extended. There's a couple of VR games that I did see where it did actually have the VR. Uh, you were able to uh, uh, have the full arm out. So and how hard is it, literally? You just have a rig at the back with the shoulders, you know, and then the arms are rendered going forward, you know? But it's like, what if I want to look down? Look at my body, you know? What if I, like, you know, what if you want to go into that full immersion quality, like, I'm going to put on some armor. Let me grab and put it on. Where's my chest? You know, it's like just a floating block now. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest problems is who they're selling it to. A lot of a lot of times when I see arguments, particularly between PC and consoles, it's always about prices. Place, a lot of console people don't like spending huge amounts or exorbitant amounts on anything on there. They can get their... Um, you get the console, you set the console up, you put the console over there, and that's it. PC gamers are more ready to, to where they wouldn't mind if they, they think it's worth it for spending and buying it. A console person is probably less willing to just do it straight out. Because when you're looking at the two, I'm actually sitting up here looking at the two specs between the PlayStation VR and mm-hmm. the Valve Steam one. Because the, the difference in price is massive. The right. Valve Index. One is five fifty, the other one's a thousand dollars. Yeah, and yet these things are selling. The thousand dollar one on Steam is selling. A couple of times it was one of the top sellers on the store page. While um, I don't know, Contos for some reason not selling it because it's like the people don't want to put the put the money on. Sell or uh, uh, spend it on that because they don't think it's going to be worth it, <clears throat> or they think that maybe it might require a lot of work. So I feel like if that's your big complaint, I would wait and see. But um, the two prices, uh, from what I'm reading or what I'm looking at for the specs, they both look pretty good. I'm fairly surprised for PlayStation's headset uh OLED panel display and all that what I'm reading. So they upgraded the, from the last one because I know the last one like it was it was good but it just it they say like it's it a portable upgrade between PlayStation VR and VR2. Like it's like a huge it, it, like, yeah. Oh, it's a huge yeah. okay. That you was my biggest concern and like as you guys can tell obviously with my ignorance of this is I haven't looked into it cuz I just still feel like VR has got a good way to go. I'm okay with other people playing it. You know, I say good to you. Like I've seen other people play it and like it's definitely a huge jump between playing with the keyboard and mouse to being in the virtual and like a lot of mechanics are also different too when dealing with VR. So you've got a lot of different capabilities and different things. So um you also yeah. have to be aware of like motion sickness stuff like that. It can that's, affect you. That's a good thing too. You know, like like I've got glasses on. Like the problem with me, like most of my times with VR is like I've got I wear glasses, guys, as you can tell. Like so it has to be that full like screen wrap around like, you know, dome helmet almost for me to truly kind of get that VR thing because like 
it just for some reason, just the glasses and like my my perception between the two sides and everything of like you know the clearness here and then like the the blurs here, it just it just throws me off. And like anytime I play VR, it's just I don't know. I'm weird, you know. I get that. <laughs> but uh, the price to the performance for what I'm seeing in PlayStation VR, it looks fairly nice. But like I said, it's the same problem. Will the PlayStation community embrace spending that kind of money on something? I think you can give them when it's a that good much enough as... game. Yeah, you give them a good enough game, a good enough library of games. You can definitely get them over. And I would definitely say to you know PlayStation, like you know, dude check out Steam. Like, there are a bunch of indie developers on there that have got some pretty sweet games on there. I'm pretty sure you could probably say, hey, I want to see what games they All the games. Can we work? Yeah. You know, I, like, will, I, I will I will say, because, like, this is this is where what's giving me hope that they're heading inside the, the right direction is the fact that between the two, PSVR and PSVR 2, this is the first time they put one of their big titles, Horizon, in the VR space and it's scored pretty well. It's at 81 right now on Metacritic. And in fact, like everyone that's that's been reviewing uh what's it called? Uh PlayStation VR 2, they'll play the series of games and VR and uh Horizon is one of them. Everyone has good things to say about Horizon how it's being utilized. Like you can tell the difference between the care that's being put inside Horizon versus some of these other VR games. And some of them are some of them too as well were already on VR the first one. So like I think there's a couple things that can go out about this is that one, if you're someone like us where we got our PlayStation closer to launch, then if uh, that was like, that was in 2020. So now if we wanted to get the VR at launch, we're not going to have to necessarily spend a thousand dollars to get it. Cause we already paid the 500 earlier. You know what I mean? Now we just got to pay for the, the VR itself and then bam, we're good to go. For someone that's never had a VR, uh, a PlayStation VI, uh, PlayStation 5, and they're trying to get it now, that's when it would be like, all right, you got to spend $550 for the PlayStation 5, 550 and that's me including tax, $600 for the PSVR 2, and then you have to spend another about 85 bucks, like 75 bucks for the, the game that you want, the one game that it, you want. It depends. Um... So I'm looking at some of the titles. Like for that, but Resident Evil Eight is in oh, VR. Yeah. It's launching, but, it's but, launching for forty bucks. Yeah, but but again, that's to my point. That was already on VR. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, it wasn't anything new. So I think that I think the me- uh, the message here would be if PlayStation is able to start do, giving like trusting third parties with their stuff. Like if we had a now, granted, I feel like I, I would even get motion sickness on this. But if you put a Spider Man in VR, <laughs> like I think that that would sell very well. If you were to go ahead and do a uh, uh, what's it called a Uncharted? Oh, I think that'd be a good one too. If they did Uncharted VR, they did Last of Us VR. You know what I mean? Like if they had stuff like that that was going inside the space, I think that that could actually reel in. What if you had a Dark Souls VR? No, you don't think that that would work? A no. Dark Souls VR? No. No, mm-hmm. you die enough with the controller. Yeah. <laughs> well, but well, no, but that's here's the like thing. that's like Here, trying to say playing for honor with VR. That's that's asking people to try and be sword masters in real life. I, but I, but that that's the thing though is that like because uh, Horizon VR that also sounded ridiculous. But then when you saw how they did the combat, they scaled it differently a little bit. So I wonder if they really could do something like that with like Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Elden Ring, whatever. 
do the for honor style of combat with yeah the, yeah i think that i think you could do something like that i don't <laughs> i don't know i don't have you ever seen you've played you play dark souls right you know how many dragons fly over you <laughs> again again it's not going to be an exact copy it doesn't have to be a one for one of exactly what because horizon forbidden or horizon forbidden west is different than horizon called the mountain so they can make a specific Dark Souls game for VR if they really wanted to. Mm, that would require like re- like writing more story to it, and like it's it's hard enough just trying to get them to like continue Bloodborne for. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, enough about PlayStation though. Let's go on over the Xbox updates. This is also a two part uh, too as well. We don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it might surprise you because Xbox has a ten year deal with Nintendo. Levi Winslow from Kotaku says this in the article. Microsoft's president and vice chairman Brad Smith announced today that the company signed a ten year contract to bring Xbox games to Nintendo consoles. Smith took to Twitter on uh, to announce. The binding quote unquote contract promising to drop Xbox games and Activision titles like Call of Duty on Nintendo hardware with uh, at the same time these games hit Xbox consoles. The news comes as Microsoft's uh, roughly $69 billion acquisition. Uh, $69 billion acquisition, that's what I'm going to say, uh, of Activ- Activision uh, is put under magnifying glass by almost every regulator imaginable. And then the tweet from Brad Smith says this: Now that we signed, uh, now we've signed a ten-year, uh, a binding ten-year contract to bring Xbox, and Nintendo, uh, Xbox games, and Nintendo uh, gamers. This is just part of our commitment to bring Xbox games and Activision uh, titles like Call of Duty to more players on more platforms. I feel like they threw that in there just because they're like, "Hey, look, we're doing what we're saying. Give us this deal." Like I really because you don't have to mention you don't have to mention Call of Duty you know what I mean like that I feel like that's like a subliminal thing that they're just like hey let give us this deal and we'll we'll let you out for ten years ten years is not going to be enough for a game like Call of Duty you're trying to you're like after that what and and again you don't have they don't really they can be saying that they're going to do this doesn't mean that they will it's a binding contract for for Nintendo yeah they haven't but not any other company right now just Nintendo. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things where it's just like, hey, look what we're doing here. And again, that's another thing. On top of that, you go to the one game, uh, uh, you go to the one console that can't even really hold a, a game like Call of Duty that well. Like, because the strong, the the most, the one console that the Nintendo's pushing is not the 3DS, it's not the 2DS, it's the Switch. And the Switch alone cannot really handle uh, Hitman. I tried Hitman on the Switch. Terrible. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> so yeah, you're overreacting. It's okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Okay. Let me let, let me get into this because oh man, I don't feel bring great. up the fax machine. Don't bring up the fax I feel machine. Great. Oh no, it ain't the fax machine. <laughs> what did I tell people? This ain't about the Microsoft Activision. I told you before what they was gonna do. They was gonna bring Game Pass to every spot. This has been part of their plan the whole time. Activision was just a treat that just, you know, kind of just fell in their lap. You know, Bill Gates' $69 billion lap. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they, I had told you, I said that I wouldn't even be surprised if they tried to pitch it over to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. They have been trying to pull Game Pass on everything. And I told you, if you can hide a $69 billion deal, I told you they was making move, other moves in the meantime. 
This while yeah, they bring up Call of Duty. This was a move that they was gonna do regardless. This is why they took Microsoft's Game Pass and they took Microsoft's uh, Xbox off of that title. Yeah, they, they was planning on this from the get go. They putting it on smart TVs. You're putting it on other consoles. They could probably stick it on your refrigerator. I could play it on the Steam Deck. I mean, this this was their plan from the get-go. You make it accessible to everybody. You make it so anybody can play it at any time. And to be honest, the Christ price of games, it really begins in the end to pay for itself. Because people are going to start looking, well, do I really want to spend $500 for another PlayStation, or I could just have them stream Game Pass off our smart TV we got up there. Now, I will say, I will say, I'm, I'm a, in full agreement with you to a point, because right now this doesn't necessarily mean that Game Pass is coming to Nintendo. Right now they're just talking about the games, Xbox games, like Call of Duty, is going to be on there. So with that being said, it can be on Nintendo Switch, yeah, but you still have to pay the 60 bucks, 70 bucks, whatever it is for it. Unless X, Nintendo's just like, yep, Game Pass can exist here. That's still a thing. Kind of going for the smart TVs too as well. You are correct. You can do it on smart TVs right now, and probably they'll have an app here soon, but as of right now, the only smart TV that can do it is Samsung. There's not Which really is Sony. We said what? Which is Sony. Samsung and Sony? I thought Sony had their own. Yeah, but, uh, but, but, no, I'm thinking wrong. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, um, nine ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, gonna I be guess. Sony pretty soon. It's gonna be Sony pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, I mean they probably they're honestly they probably they probably already did pitch it to Sony, really. And then and then he, and then even for the uh what's it called? You said uh Steam Deck. Steam Deck technically like it's not intent it's a it's it's a computer. It is um, it is a, they, that's how they that's how they've always been pitching it. It is a portable computer, so yeah, if, if I wouldn't be surprised that you can get Game Pass on there if you're, especially if you're able to do whatever it is to the. OS. You ain't even gotta do the thing. Microsoft posted a video and showed you how to do it. Yeah, because again, they're treating Steam themselves as not even considered as a console or anything like that. They literally said multiple times that's a portable computer. Yeah, but really, you're, you're kind of missing the point. This is their plan is not so much the consoles anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I'm just and I and I see where you're heading as far as their plan is trying to get the the Xbox Cloud, if you will, of Game Pass anywhere. And I and I see where that future is heading. It's just it's just not there just yet because the other companies still have to be like, hey, we want we'll have Game Pass on our stuff. Like even in the world that we're in right now, the closest thing that having Game Pass on other things is the Steam Deck, which is still not even really really it's, it's it's a computer still like at the end of the day it's still a computer and they've already announced that you can have game pass on pc so that and that, it might be coming to nintendo yeah yeah and, and it may be and that's that's this is the opening the gate for potentially of what that could be and i agree with I you actually on that, yes heard something about that before this even came out though they were talking to nintendo about that this was a. I can't remember when I heard that. It was a while back. My my talk- opinion, my opinion though is I think that Nintendo needs to come up with a heart of the a better hardware instead of this nine year old piece of stuff that we have right now before they start having Game Pass beyond their thing. 
Other than it come out with another Switch. Xbox doesn't mind. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, but I'm just saying in general, if you if I wanted to sit down and play Halo on my Switch, that's not going to run that well, unless maybe if I have it docked. Um, uh, You're going to be playing on them old Xbox graphics. <laughs> exactly, it's going to look like I'm playing Minecraft, uh, the Halo edition or something. It might, it might not be as bad as you might think. Oh, Especially when you're playing a shooter it. like Halo. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't even want to get Fortnite a try on my, uh, on my Switch, let alone... Not, not saying that Fortnite can't be held on Switch, because I think it can, but... Just oh, the, definitely. Yeah, just, just, just the, one of the things that I would... For Halo and for Gears, Gears and stuff like that, it requires more power than what... Nintendo's able to really put out. So it's either A, I, I, I can run it at the highest uh, fidelity that I can and the highest power that I can, or B, the developers have to scale back the game, which in some cases can actually hinder the experience because it's being scaled back so it can run on the Switch. So I, well, think, I, oh. think, I think that Switch just needs to... I mean, I think Nintendo just needs to come out with a, a Switch 2, a more powerful Switch. I think we're overdue for one. I've heard stuff about that, but even now, Nintendo did create Windows, which they build stuff all over the different styles of computers, so that really shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. As for Nintendo, I keep telling you the same thing. Nintendo never was made for enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's always been at the two consoles, sat down and argued, PC gamers just laugh at them, and Nintendo sits in the corner and plays with his own Legos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Nintendo's, Nintendo's always been yeah. a family. You know, they've yeah, definitely they, not been the one to be ambitious like PC to like where they can mod and like you know amp up graphics to you know the nines. You know, and consoles which are like you know oh like you know uh, PlayStation Sony like nine ball like oh we're the best I'm the best I'm the best. And Nintendo's just like we have family games we have Pokemon. Yeah, Pikachu. well I, I I will say I will say that is accurate until the Wii came out. Before that, they were in competition. All right, with we're consoles. not. They was talk about never in competition. They, they were actually, definitely in competition. They copied the, the PlayStation <laughs> copied good. the mess out of them. PlayStation and Xbox with the Connect and the PlayStation Move. Oh yeah, yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. thought of yeah. that one. But but that, that but that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that it wasn't until the Wii is when Nintendo started doing things differently. And then once one PlayStation saw that, Xbox saw that, they're like, "Oh, we can do that too. Let's go and do yeah." That I agree with you up, up to that point. I do believe that the GameCube and uh, N64 and all those other games they were trying to compete in that space, and then they thought differently and was able to make you. Even though the Wii U failed, it was still different enough, and they're like, "All right, well, this experiment failed. Let's go ahead and make the next thing, which is a Switch," and that was wildly successful. They, to me, have never... I mean, even now, Nintendo's never felt like a competitor. Nintendo, everybody I know, Nintendo... Anybody I know that has a Switch always carries a second console. Switch is like your secondary console. Right. The Switch has never felt like they have been ever trying to compete. The, and and, and, and that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Now, with this generation now, they're not competing because they're doing their own thing. Even before, oh, okay. yeah, even before that... The Wii U, they weren't competing. They were doing their own thing. It failed, but they were doing their own thing. The Wii, they were doing their own thing. GameCube, they were competing. Yeah, but that's going a while back, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, getting, came I'm getting a little and... too literal, but yes, yes. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. The Wii was nice in terms of like you know the, the newest tech in terms of like this little mini pizza box thing, and then playing you know um, games like you know with full motion sensor and all like that was you know definitely unique and all. But I still feel like their library wasn't as good Deep. as it could have been. Uh, yeah, you know? dude, because you you're right there. You're speaking my language, man. Because the first thing when I thought when I saw the Wii, the first thing I was thinking of, I was like, oh man, there's gonna be so many dope swordsman games and stuff. I don't think I saw really any. I think I the saw like the problem is third-party developers. It was an I think it was a problem to make. It was hard for them to make games mm-hmm. for them. Like you said earlier, scaling down the games was a problem. Making it with the controllers in mind was a problem, and the uh, Nintendo's advertising as a family-friendly system. Yeah, even though they had like for example, they've always said it family-friendly, and yet they had one of the best Resident Evils to come out. They also had a uh, what was that? What was that death game? Um, oh, it was in black and white, and it, you got points based off the style to which you killed your opponent. <laughs> okay, um, this was a little dark. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but it, it was very dark. It's like a game very, show, very, and it wasn't very. just killing your opponent. You had to kill him in a flashy way to get the points. Oh wow. Yeah, and they were looking like this is on a family. Oh, it's death something. Death parade. I just threw a name out there. No, it wasn't death parade. <sighs> As they're looking it up, I will say about the Wii. I remember me and my buddy we were playing Dragon Ball Z Budokai on that, and um, if I'm not, you were able to hook up your GameCube controller to your Wii, right? I, I feel like I feel like that, that was a thing. You were able to do that. You could do a couple. I remember there was a port slot for it. Yeah, because I think I, I think I I was playing against him with the with the GameCube controller, and he had the Wii. And I know that when he pulled up the Kamehameha, it failed. He didn't do it, but it was one of those like it was so complicated. And I was just like, man, like he's doing the Kamehameha in real life. Like this is. This is really, like, I wish I, could, I would have my video on so I could show you guys because it was just really like he was moving his arms certain ways and then he pulled back through the actual Kamehameha, but he had to do it so fast in order to try to get it off and it still didn't even go off. So, yeah, so to your guys' point, as far as the comp, like the controls, it was just a little bit complicated to actually get that going. So, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Agony Bayonetta. Uh, that is Mad World. Yeah, Mad I World. just found Interesting. it. In Mad World. Interesting. Yeah. It's pretty much like uh, it says a set sets for the game show Death Watch. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, number points for being foes increases by increasing the foes' power using more unusual methods of winning. For example, while the player could throw an enemy on the wall, the player will earn more points if they had previously forced a tire around the enemy. Yeah, you got points for how you killed your opponent. And how creative can you get? Killing these people! Oh my god! <laughs> Although, I know, this, like, like, this is on Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, they have. I mean, they made Squid Game years later, so you know. Yeah, true, true. Very accurate. Very accurate. I um, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, no, I uh, I think that <laughs> I th- I think that uh, yeah, like I do think that that the technology that they did have, like obviously they were thinking differently. But I do wish, though, like, bringing it back into today's time, I think that they would benefit a lot more 
if they can go ahead and upgrade, like put a little bit more thought inside their technology for the future of these games. Because right now, the Switch is still running off of like hardware that's been out since like what 2013 at this point. 20, yeah, I think 2013, 2014, something like that. Like it's it's old. It is but old the hardware thing now. The thing about it that makes the Switch good, and one reason why it's the price. I want to say the Switch does not have a very high high price point and one reason why they get away with it is because of the stuff they put in you put all that high tech stuff in there the more the more you put in the more you lose mm-hmm. and this is very important because like I said a billion times when they talk about consoles most of the time when companies sell consoles they sell them at a loss. This is why people go, oh, that's why my console costs so much less than a computer. It's not because your console's just cheaper than a computer. It's that they're selling it cheaper because they take a hit and try to make it back up during the selling of the software. Mm-hmm. So this is why sometimes those will be like 500 to $600, whereas the Nintendo Switch is... How much is the Nintendo Switch right now? 300 Yep, 300 Oh. Unless it's the OLED, then it'll be three fifty. Yeah, three three fifty. That's about a hundred and something dollars, and it creates a good alternative for a younger kid. So I think it's in a pretty good spot. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily compete, and this is probably why too Microsoft soloed them out first. It's because really, Nintendo's not competing. It's just like around. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft here, you can play with these toys now. You know, they're going to drop them a little bit of toys, let them play with them for a little bit. There you go. Go play with those, go play those Gears of War action figures. Go take a Halo man with you. <laughs> you not really. Give them a Gears of War action figure unless they strip it down a bit. It's going to break the console. Yeah, um, they probably will. And there's a lot of ways to cut corners without making something look bad. If you know how to do it right, there's ways to get around that. The biggest thing is you just have to know how to do it. And I feel like Microsoft would know how to do it. Because once you get the development kit for the Nintendo, it shouldn't be that hard to figure it out. It's just going to be getting the controls right. I feel like for them. It's going to be learning those controls and figuring them out how to use. Set up like, let's say you put Gears of War Halo. Which I feel like with the kind of controls the uh what are those nunchuck controls? What nunchucks? What do they call them now? Um, I've got one. That oh, I, Joy Cons. Yeah, Joy Con. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's such a they, joy. They're <laughs> <laughs> freaking like so small in my hands. Yeah. Once they get that figured out, it it'll be easy, and they'll um, be able to easily get that stuff in there, and it shouldn't take no time at all. You know, it should also not take no time at all. The second part of this, which is Game Pass Alert. Eddie Mackich from GameSpot says this in the article. The Norse mythology game Valheim is coming to Xbox Game Pass. This uh, This much was confirmed back in 2022. But now Embracer Group has confirmed it'll arrive next month. As part of Embracer's latest earnings briefing, the company said developer Iron Gate's popular fantasy game will come to Game Pass on March or in March. 
During IGN's FanFest 2023 event, Iron Gate confirmed that Valheim will launch on March 14th for Xbox Game Pass. As announced previously, the Xbox and Microsoft Store versions of the game will have full cross-play compatibility with Steam version. Valheim made a splash when it first released in February 2021, reaching millions of players on PC. Iron Gate has not announced plans to bring Valheim to PS5 or Nintendo Switch, however. Valheim is one of hundreds of games on uh, from Embracer in the works. As of today, Embracer has 224 games in development. These include three, 31 AAA games, of which 19 will launch before 2026. Embracer also owns the rights to the Lord of the Rings and confirmed it will launch five new Lord of the Ring games in the next two years. The company was also in the news recently after it took a, a billion dollars after it took a billion dollars from Saudi Arabia. Didn't know about that. Yeah, I know you're both of y'all's faces was like like what? Yeah, no, I did not know about that. But strike that little part out. Uh, a little exciting news right there. Uh, uh, anyone that has not played Valheim in 2022, I think it was at the beginning of 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if anyone that has not played Valheim will have the option to do so if you guys have Game Pass on PC or Xbox. Um, and it will be cross-play with people that is on Steam. So that's also another nice little tidbit to look at. Uh, and I think that this is... Me personally, I think this is the good way to do it. It's like... You have an indie style game that comes out. If it does well, then you ride that high as long as you can. And then as it starts becoming more relevant or not majority of the conversation, put it on Game Pass and have that resurgence. See how that goes. So I think that I think that the I think that uh, Embracer Group with um, well, Iron Gate is that what they're called? I think that they kind of did it the right way as opposed of like no disrespect to Outriders. I still want to beat that game and, and play it all the way through and everything like that, but. Outriders came on Game Pass, did well, and then now it's just like, all right, now no one, no one's, I don't know what their sales are looking like right now, but I feel like that their sales would have been much better if it was out first and then was on Game Pass afterwards. Because that's actually one of the things that Xbox themselves actually uh, admitted. They're like, yeah, no, this actually can hurt competitors. I'm not competitors, but this can hurt developer sales because they're not, they're not, no one's buying the games. They're just getting Game Pass. But that's where putting it on so many things to make a difference. No, no, that's only going to make it. That's only going to make it. Now, if you make it, if you if you're talking about put on Game Pass and PlayStation and whatever, then you're you're partially correct because again, if you do that, people are like, well, I'm just going to get on Game Pass then. You know, what I mean, like like that's that's what that's what's happening here. because uh, again, like you you can buy it on PlayStation, but if I happen to have a PC. I'm just going to get on Game Pass instead because I already already have it. So I'm not going to buy the PlayStation version like I was going to. I'm just going to buy it on. I'm just going to download it on Game Pass. Like that's that's that was one of the articles that I, that recently came out actually about a couple weeks ago where they did come out and be like, yeah, no, we we understand that this can hurt uh, people's earnings calls or sales or whatever like that because that's what consumers are waiting for. They're they're waiting for it to come to Game Pass or. They're just not bothering to buy it uh, because it's going to be on Game Pass for X amount of time. So I'm very curious to see what those deals look like where Xbox and whoever the developer is being like, hey, we'll give you this much money to put it on our system. Like something like like Fall Guy, uh, Fall Guys. Now, if that didn't drop well, then I can see them maybe benefiting more from Game Pass. But on games that 
on games like Valheim, for example, that came out, that did really well. But if it didn't, I, I can also see that be doing well on Game Pass as well, which I do think that we're going to see a resurgence on that. So it's just, it's just, it's just kind of a you. You don't know until it happens. That's the part that's kind of hard. If you're indie, uh, I, I should refrain, rephrase. If you're an indie developer, you don't know until it happens because they're the greatest thing, or it comes out and not a people, not enough people loved it. It's very similar to what happened with Among Us. Among Us was out for two years and it had a very mediocre to low fan base and then one year just bam skyrocketed i think it was like the year of covid actually it just skyrocketed it says some senator or somebody played it and then yeah that's that's when it took off yeah but but even for that even among us take among us first year put that on game pass that would have i feel like that would have benefited them more than anything else but I don't know. It's just kind of a it's, it's a catch twenty two scenario because either accept this money that Xbox is giving you and then realize that there's a good chance you're not going to hit the sale numbers that you need to or want to, or you take the risk and not take their money and try to see if you can exceed that and really to go off off your own talent and sales. And this has been an issue before. What you said is basically something that happened before, but I don't think console users didn't know about this. When Epic Games originally launched, they was doing the online service. Yes, Epic Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they was having the same thing about that. To where some people was taking deals, like a lot of these independent developers were taking de- deals to put their games on Epic first. Mm. And was allowing to give them out for free and stuff. Hmm. Because of which. Which. Some people had problems with that. Other developers came out because people was hating on them because they took a deal. And it was like, yeah, we didn't know how much we was going to make. And we didn't understand. So they gave us like, they didn't really disclose the amount. But it hurt like a huge amount. Mm-hmm. But they said it was, I can't remember how much it was, but they said, yeah, we took the deal because it's guaranteed money. Yeah. And we're like smaller independent companies. And this was an ongoing issue. I think it settled down finally. But it used to be so bad with that. And that's what caused for a bit Epic to have issues. They probably were so mad at Epic Games about that. Yeah, I know there was like a huge like upset about that at the beginning it's definitely calmed down a lot but i feel like you know don't get me wrong i like the idea of game pass going to everyone sorry i was sliding down in my chair so i was probably hidden behind the banner like malachi likes to do Uh, just hide me away the disgrace of the family i know um anyways (laughs) um the accessibility and having game pass available to everyone I like it. You know, we definitely want to get more people involved in gaming, obviously. I can agree, though, that having the Game Pass on there and just having people kind of get these games for free and play them for free while just spending, like, you know, what what did we say it was, Malachi? We did the before, for like, for a full year of Game Pass, it's like, what? It's like, I think it's like a hundred, it's like 200-something bucks, like a hundred... Yeah, 200 bucks. Now, you gotta look at this this way. It's two like about two hundred bucks a year, 
you know, and that's per year. So per year that your kids are playing, you're spending two hundred bucks for the online system and to gain these free games. Hundred eighty. I just. just Hundred eighty. Yeah. Okay. So hundred eighty. And a lot of these games are anywhere from 50 60 bucks, you know? So, like, if you look at that way, like, you know, your kid plays, like, 20 games a year, you know, it's, like, that are, like, $60 games. Obviously, you're like, oh, that makes up for it, you know? Um, which, in a lot of times, it kind of does, but it's, like, you have to be constant playing. And not only that, even though they're bringing Game Pass to these devices and everything, the thing is, is... Each a lot of these games, if you've seen, have a lot of system requirements depending upon what they're being offered on. Now, right now, currently, Game Pass is mainly if I'm, and I, I'm probably wrong about this because I don't use Game Pass, but it's mainly in PC and Xbox, if I remember right. The Xbox consoles, is that right, guys? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. PC, Xbox, and then technically they have mobile, but that's t- to each their own. Yeah. But then that brings to the like I said the fact of like you know if you got mobile devices you got TVs and all those are completely different specs. Not only that, but TVs really don't have CPUs and all, which it comes back to I believe uh, Nineball mentioned this is the cloud sharing, the cloud streaming and all. You're gonna have to then on a lot of these you know mobile devices on the refrigerators on the TVs you're gonna have to do a cloud stream to play these games, and that then comes back to the argument we've had before about cloud uh, streaming of do you have a good enough Wi-Fi for it? Yeah. You know, how good is your Wi-Fi? You know, how many people are in your house using the Wi-Fi and all, you know, at a time? You know, how much is, you know, one person playing a game going to completely kill the Wi-Fi when mom's probably trying to still work um, on the you know, computer, you know? So it becomes like there's a lot of arguments for and against. There's pros and cons for everything, guys. You know, there's always going to be that's life. Um, to those that are not capable of buying these advanced, like, you know, buying the consoles, buying a high-end computer and all, and only have maybe, like, a TV or, like, you know, the tablets and all. Game Pass probably is, like, the best thing for them. I'm okay with that. But coming back to the argument of, for the developers and all, it does affect them, because if you think about it, if a developer puts their game on the platform, and someone plays that game for free by only spending money for the Game Pass, is the developer then entitled to a small cut of that they game would. fee, because th- no one's buying that game. They're playing it for free on there. So there has to be something in the contracting saying that if someone, if they see like X amount of people playing this game for X amount of hours, then they should get an X amount of cut of whatever is the game pass fee. Because if not, then as yeah, kind of like I think Malika said, it was like then we got the concern of these developers are not going to get any money. And they're not going to be able to then continue developing games. It's going to be a loss for them. So th- if you're then looking at it like, well, if Xbox wants their cut of the Game Pass prices and fees and everything for uptake and upkeep and everything, but then these developers need some way of earning money while you're putting games out there for free or like, you know, well, there's a chance of them to buy it. It's like there's a chance to buy it. But if you put it for free like every year or so and 10,000 people play that game in one year and it's like a $20 game, that's a lot of money they just lost. You know, uh, right there. So but the thing about it is basically, um, if they're doing it in any way as Epic did it, because I see the pros and for, for you, I'm understanding what Sam. But real mm-hmm. quick, I'm gonna let you get back to it. But um, if they're doing it like Epic, they will probably give them a huge sum, somewhere is- around ten million or something. I'm betting probably. 
Now, is that just one lump sum, or is that based on I have what people no do? idea. I would have to see. The thing, the, con- the concern would be, it's like, you know, if you're talking about buying it with just, like, say, all right, we expect this game to have X amount of players for X amount of hours across X amount of years, so we'll only pay you this much. But if the game does better than that, they've just lost out on, you know, capital. Yeah. If the game does worse, then obviously they've made bank. And that, that, that's a that, that's a risk there. Yeah. So it comes down to the fact of like, how is this going to be worded for the developers to where both sides get the best point yeah. for it, like to where we can that's, support both and keep both going. You know, that's that's the big question and the big thing is like that you want to have in there. You know, it's like so is it going to be down to like, all right, we'll pay you for like a base royalty, then after that, after X amount of hours, each person will get a th- like get a, like you know percentage based on whatever like how much people play the game, you know, maybe. But then that comes down to the fact of, like, well, if that's the case, if a lot of people start playing these games on the Game Pass and they're having to dish out this much, well, then you're probably going to have to increase the amount of the Game Pass subscription to be able to cover that. And at that point, you may then be spending, like, 250 or so a year for just the online Game Pass subscription to where it might just be better just to get the console for 500 bucks and then spend only $60 a year for the online subscription. You know, um, but so, with okay, it's a lot of like ifs, ands, or buts that we're throwing out here, guys. Like, because they've not come out with anything or say anything. This is just a whole ton of speculation from my part. I've got a lot to that, actually. Ooh, and this is hit me. This is coming from the orange box. Actuality, oh, man. Yeah, we're gonna use some orange box knowledge here. <laughs> Portal was a game. That is by far one of the greatest games. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that made Portal interesting is because basically, on its own, a lot of people might not have picked up Portal. But because they put it with the orange box, did more people was likely to play it. I see the bad, but there's a good in there. For starters, with the price, like we were just talking about games ramping up to $70, which mm-hmm. is going close to seventy five eighty. If you're paying fifteen a month and you pay one hundred and eighty, that's essentially four. What is that? No, that's less than four games. That's like three games. That's about well. It's actually about two, like two games and like yeah. two and a half games ish. If you pay a hundred so. a year, that's an equivalent of two games at full price. And that goes this back is, to my other argument of. Sorry to cut you there, uh, Nineball. Of the fact that, yes, you're getting to three games, but then look at the developer's end. So, sorry. That's what I'm looking at, too. And this is good and bad. I'm playing like a bit of Devil Advocate. I understand what you're saying, but for new developers, also, this is also a good thing. It will allow people that wouldn't have normally taken a chance on that game to maybe you can put one on there to see, and then that person can play the game and go, this developer's actually pretty good other than you may risk it and maybe not nobody that they don't really know you at all nobody really is going to take a shot on a game that just maybe just appeared on PlayStation and go here this costs 70 bucks or this is 30 something bucks and nobody, they might skip over it from what I'm understanding if they do it anything like Epic the company that did it and that came out actually said that they made up 
all the money that cost in development and then some. So they came out net positive. Now this was for Epic I itself? Or this for... is when Epic was doing that whole thing. Now I can only I can't use Microsoft. I'm using only some of the developers that were talking about it from Epic. Now how many um, of them came out and said that just out of curiosity? Um I think one or two. Because again, they, again, again, like they couldn't disclose the amount they was giving them. I, from yeah. what I'm understanding, but but again, like kind of going even even going back to what's currently going on right now with Microsoft. This isn't like yes, we're speculating, but the reason why I even brought that up is because we're speculating off of an article that recently came out where developers like yeah, we're not making as much money or whatever. Like so, so like there has been something that has came out, and I have to go back and look for it. I didn't include inside the story at the time because I was just like, all right, well, this is just more game pass stuff or whatever but 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 uh, but uh for this right now we pro- I probably should have because again it did come out and it was like yeah like xbox it got to the point where xbox came out and was just like yeah we understand that this is going to be hurting some developer sales which is why we have x y and z set in place or whatever oh okay so, so what was x y and z which is very not, important it, i mean yeah. it is important but but again like i don't I, that's that's the thing. I we don't we haven't we had, we didn't cover that at the time. We we, we, over, we skipped over that. See, that's, that's the news I need. If I need that information, well, I mean, it's good that they're trying to look at it. You know, to, and I'm glad to, that to they did throw points, that out. Yeah, it definitely. It, it's good that they're to Malika's point. It's definitely good that they're looking at it. To Nineball's point, I understand needing to know what the point is to see how good it is. Um, but and I feel like a lot of that it's also with the current environments too. As we were stating with like you know the VR and all, is like people just don't want just don't want to spend that amount of money for stuff like so people are also not wanting to spend a lot of money on games like nine ball said that 70 dollars 80 game and probably with the current environment of them just spending the 180 for a year of gameplay and all they're mainly just playing probably a lot of those free games yeah. and even if they played a game like that was free for a bit like maybe even just half a month guys like most of these games are only about like at max maybe four days at the longest for some of these games with all content being played You've got the game free for probably like a few months. You've got time to play and beat these games, and then it's kind of like um, it's kind of like game blind almost in a way, where you yeah. can rent the game, pay a small subscription, just get the one game in, play it, and throw it back. And the company's not getting anything. So I can pro- I can understand definitely where there's a lot of concerns now with that because, like you know, as we said it's a cheaper option for those that do not have the capability of buying the console systems, but for those who are just trying to extra save more and more money. Obviously, I get that, you know, from someone who wants to say, but I also like supporting the companies to where they get the money and they actually get more games. This, though, is I can see the hurt, but I also kind of like Nineball said, I can see the good that it does, too. This is like one of those catch-22s, I feel like. It's going to have the good, it's going to have the bad, and they just got to work on a way of trying to balance that scale. Because right now, I, as what Malachi is saying with an article we don't have, it's teetering. It is teetering. But both companies, in a way, are doing the same thing. I mean, even when you look at PlayStation Premium, they also are throwing games on there as well. I don't know what Nintendo's throwing. But, like I said, the I'll kid think, in the I'll corner. I'll think Nintendo's doing anything. But, I mean, like, like, this isn't... You're correct. This isn't exactly, like, new news. Like, PlayStation Plus and Xbox Gold has been doing this for a while now. Yeah. The difference is that Xbox Game Pass is now pushing it even heavier because that's what their mantra is. They want to be like, hey, 
We're going to try to get as many games as we can on Game Pass. Like, whatever it is, it's going to be on Game Pass. Like, that's, that's what's been happening. Like, it exists, but I do think, though, like, there's a reason why people are saying that the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium is not Game Pass because it's not Game Pass. It's not a game. We, they don't have games on their day and day. You know what I mean? They don't have, like, they have Trials. They have some of their older stuff that's on there. They have a couple of the perks that probably has already been out before and everything. Like, there's nothing that's out there that's day and date besides a handful of other games. On Game Pass, they are day and date, which is what, which is the whole point of the conversation as to which why it may be hurting this the developer. Probably may tell you a lot because, to be honest, the biggest thing, like I said before, it depends on the, for starters, it depends on the developer. Like, I'm not, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not really, like, all in. I agree. Most of the time, some of these games I've actually bought them, I think, is because basically I've played it on Game Pass, tried it, absolutely adored it, and then decided I'm going to go buy it, and then went out and bought it. This is how I ended up with the medium. Mm-hmm. I played the medium on Game Pass, and I was loving it. I was like, I'm going to go out and buy it, and I went and bought the medium. Yeah. But um, the thing about it is the companies, I believe... I don't know, um, is it just, I don't know, I need to look at the Game Pass games, but I believe you don't have to, for most of them, put them on there unless you're part of Xbox. If you're part of Xbox, then it... You don't have to put them on what? What do you mean? You don't have to put them on Game Pass, like the individual, like... Solo company. Oh don't yeah, have. yeah. You don't. It's whatever yeah. deal that. Yeah, it's just whatever deal that's out there. Like yeah, you don't. It's not like that. Xbox is just like, give me your games. You're going to take this money. Like it's, it's nothing like that. They're not doing that. Yeah. But yeah. in the small companies <laughs> yeah. in the back lot, give me right. your games. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what? <laughs> but what, what it is? All this, <laughs> like, this entire my games. <laughs> this is <laughs> this entire conversation is all in retrospect because what it is is kind of what Mildy was saying before and what I was saying in field terms is that you have a developer that's out there. Xbox will approach them and be like, hey, we'll give you $2 million for this uh, for us to put it on Game Pass. They take it because it's guaranteed money, but then later on, they find out that there's $20 million worth of sales that, that they could have had if they just went independent, which is which is kind of back to the whole, what I said at the very beginning of this conversation, you don't know until it happens. That's, that's the thing that kind of hurts because then, like, at that point, they'll be, be like... And what it is is that if they exceed that $2 million, they're not getting a cut of that. If it's on Game Pass, they're not getting a cut of that. It is because they, they got their fixed amount from from the agreement that they have with Xbox to put it on Game it Pass. It depends, for starters, on the amount, um, the type of setup, and what you said there really brought up something interesting that I just that I said earlier. Most people will think, oh, such and such had 20 million people because they got it on Game Pass, so they lost money. A lot of people probably, if it's a new developer, probably wouldn't have picked it up unless it was on Game Pass. Now, like I said, I'm not a huge advocate for Game well, Pass. Well, so, so, so right right there. So let's, let's, say, let's say Game Pass does not exist, right? Game Pass is not there, and the game came out. If you had yeah. any interest at all of trying this game, you're either, A, you're buying it, or B, you're still waiting for it to go on sale, but you're still buying it. You're still buying it when, even when it's on sale. It depends all that where goes you into buy it from, which makes the big difference. But still, so, how so, much money they get? Like uh, your initial sale is massive. If let's say you got a game and you it attracts only a couple people, and it's seventy dollars, okay, 
they may have to wait a year, maybe two. And if you're a small developer and you have like maybe it may take a year before it finally drops to like twenty, ten dollars and maybe a couple more people pick it up, you might not have got your earnings back of a um I don't know, five, ten million dollar game. You you're you're correct, but at the same time, if you if it's a seven dollar game and pe- it's not selling, you're not gonna it's not gonna wait they're not gonna wait a year to drop the price. It's gonna drop much faster than that. But they still might not pick it up because here's the thing. Small independent companies I love independent companies, by the way, so don't get me wrong. I always give them a shot, but I feel more like people race towards fads nowadays, and I've always complained about that. Mm-hmm. Um, every game's a battle game. royale. Every game's a... Yeah, yeah and it bad. hurts these smaller developers to the point sometimes that when they take that chance, you want to have some kind of a guarantee, and I hate to say that, but it's true. If you release a game and it doesn't sell well, small developers actually hurt more. Which is why I sometimes will go look at more indie games. And I, like I said, I enjoy them and I love them. And I feel like people need to pay them more attention than these big companies that have all this hype. And the thing about it is, even if you drop your game price, it won't matter. They Most people, like, even when I was talking to Offstream, on my other side. Yeah. How many people remembered Other Side? I've actually got After, that on my wish list. Uh, yeah, a lot of people just... It. Like, they see it and like, oh, I don't look at it. And they kind of just skip by it. I don't want to take a chance. And then I'll get it later. And then later turns into later, later. And then PlayStation releases God of War Ragnarok 3. And then, you go, then it turns into later, later, later. And it's really a gamble somewhat. Um, and that can hurt small developers. But in the same vein, too, I see what y'all saying. I see what you're saying also with the thing about them not making as much. But I also am saying, too, that it makes it more approachable for smaller developers um, when they do it like that. But it is a bit of a gamble. Like some the company I want to say said that basically was like, yeah, we did it. But, you know, and people just get bad at it. But I was like, I understand why, but. At the same time, too, it can I'm glad that Xbox is acknowledging it, and this was. T- I mean, it's kind of tough. Do you know where you heard that from? Because I really want to see. Because I know they honestly, if you, if you were to look up on any of the game sites <laughs> like GameSpot, IGN, Kotaku, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can find that. It's, it's like it, it was this month. It was this definitely this month. So if you were to th- kind of search on that, you'll be able to find it. Because, like you said, and it was kind of interesting out of all the companies, Xbox brought it up. Well, that that's the thing, though. I don't think Xbox brought it up because they wanted to bring it up. I think they brought it up because more people were talking about it. They didn't have to bring it up at all. Um, it brings Xbox still to GeForce. What? Yeah, yeah, because they're trying to. What? Get, that that was that was another thing to talk about. So no, he's talking, no, 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 no. This you're, is this is you're talking about. The, yeah, they're uh, Xbox game to GeForce because try to support them on getting the Activision Blizzard deal in in place. That was that dropped today. I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. The G- Nvidia GeForce is still going. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It lasted longer than Stadia. 
But um, real yeah, quick, because yeah, we're, we're, we're actually kind yeah, of we're, yeah, we're actually yeah. over on the time. So <laughs> I'm going to read more on that. I'm going to yeah. Yeah, get this last story out real fast. Um, <laughs> uh, just more of like a, the last couple ones are just going to be more of like a required reading for yourself type of scenario. But just to mention it, <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy, is it done? Answer is really no. Um, but just saying in general, Haley Williams from GameSpot says this is an article. Hogwarts Legacy developer Avalanche Software doesn't currently have any plans to develop DLC for the game. Director Alan Tu re- revealed during the Q&A uh, in a recent IGN event. While this doesn't mean that the game won't get extra content further down the, uh, the track, at the moment it doesn't seem likely. We've been uh, really heads down bringing Hogwarts Legacy to life. So at the moment, there are no current plans for DLC, too explained. The game is still seems, uh, seems set to receive plenty of post-launch support with an initial patch dropping last week for, uh, for bug fixes and general performances and stability movements. PlayStation players will also get to play through an extra mission with the exclusive of Hogsmeade-centric adventure available on PS4 and PS5. So if you guys are wondering about that, uh, likely there's not going to be any DLC content for... Um, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, as they're probably getting ready for uh, Hogwarts Legacy 2 or whatever that title is going to be, according to Barely Leave you on an article that he read. Um, but yeah, but just keep your eyes peeled because never, they didn't say never. So it's still a very possible thing that they can do. And a couple fun ones out there. Uh, Diablo 4 beta, uh, open beta is going to be available. Um, June 6th is, is the release date for that. But the open beta, uh, uh, early access for that is going to be March 17th through the 19th and then the open beta for the public is going to be March 31st uh, 21st 24th through the 26th uh, and now if you want the early access you have to pre-order the game so make sure you guys are doing that um, PlayStation that, uh, go ahead I was going to say is that on PlayStation Xbox PC uh, it doesn't say on here I'm assuming just in general mm. yeah, just curious because I know it's a, I know it normally it's across all platforms so just wanted to check yeah. to see what they're doing on yeah, uh, make the assumption that it's across all platform. But if you guys want to check out more on that, make sure you guys go to. Uh, ooh, I didn't cite the person on here. Oh yeah, I did. Igor Bonifi- Bonifice Bonavisic from Engadget. <laughs> Igor, all right. Uh, and then PlayStation Premium going nostalgic. So Baron, uh, Darren Bonthis from Gamespot uh, talks about the PlayStation Plus catalog that has increased um, as of today, actually, and. There are actually some pretty great games that's out there. So on here we have uh, for Horizon Forbidden West that was added. The Quarry, which actually I added to my, to my library. I did that for you guys in case we just do that little stream again. Borderlands mm-hmm. 3. Those have, have been included. Then we also got games uh, uh, Resident Evil 7, Scarlet Nexus. That was also uh, added there as well. Tekken 7, um, <laughs> Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown, The Forgotten City, which I also added to my library. And then as well... Um, Dra- Legend of Dragoon PS1 classic game added, which I'm ecstatic about. And then the last little loose story that we have out here, I call it I told you so because so many people were doubting me on this, saying that Xbox will never go ahead and increase their prices. Well, guess what? They did. Sweden has something to say about that. So if you guys want to check out <laughs> what, what, what that's all about, check out Parth Bagaria from Game Rant's article um, where uh, they said that Xbox had raised the Xbox Series S and X consoles in Sweden. Um, I have one more. I told you so. That that is pending because that is going to be at the end of the year when we find out more about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And that uh, that one, one person saying that's going to be exactly like how it was on the original game, which makes zero sense because the remake is definitely different than the original game. So we had a little spat about that. I still could be wrong. 
I still could be very wrong, and they could be going back to the original stuff, which would make zero sense for me. I would kind of be curious to how they're going to do that, but I find it very, 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 very hard to believe. So stay tuned for that. I told you so. <laughs> I'll be waiting with popcorn. There you go. Twenty <laughs> late 2023, early 2024. We shall see. Uh, yeah, nothing else going on for the rest of this week. I mean, we have a couple of streams that's, that might be happening depending on the PlayStation State of Play that this this Thursday and the Pokemon uh, presents that's on Monday. But uh, other than that, we will be back at it like a bad, ha- bad habit next Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on All Things Gaming. Once again, I'm Malachi36. You have your host, It's the Nine Ball and Mildewy Carrot. Chillin'. Until next time, everyone. Control. All. Complete. Complete. Peace.